Okay, y'all. Welcome. We have a new segment that we're going to be releasing every other week where we're going to be answering some questions from our community. Yay! Y'all out there, we love you so much and we want to start having a relationship with you. So, you know, a lot of y'all have said that you feel like we're y'all homegirls because we are. <laughs> we are. We're your homegirl. Right. And Thea and I are known to be the people that folks call for a little bit of extra, you know, advice. Advice. Little wisdom, a good little laugh. Counsel. Little counsel. So we thought it's perfect. Most of those conversations start with, tell me if I'm tripping. <laughs> Maybe that's what this could be called. <laughs> tell me if I'm tripping. Tell me Is if it I'm, me? It tell me if I'm tripping. So we we're here to say if you have a question, feel free to hit us up on the DM. You could send it via text. You could do like a voice memo in the DMs on all our podcast DM on Instagram. You can email us from an anonymous source. <laughs> Untraceable Untraceable Any way you want to do it These are completely anonymous We know that someone out there Is dealing with what you're dealing with Right And you know You never know Me and Thea One of us could be dealing with this We've lived We've led a a rich life so far Yes We might have seen it in in our journey So our first question is from Anonymous Anonymous All heart listener It says, I'm having an emotional affair with my ex-boyfriend to make up for the lack of attention I'm getting from my boyfriend and father of my baby. Is that okay? First, I mean, I just want to jump in and say to me, anything is okay. I was going to say, let's remove the judgment. Yeah, is that okay? Let's so remove the judgment. We're not going to have a, a judgment uh, zone here, but um, let's let um, Thea start us off. <laughs> this is where we're going to be like, Thea, you you a therapist, this but this is she needs to put a disclaimer. Yeah, man. This is, uh, this is we do not have any uh, consent for services signed. Mm-hmm. This is completely anonymous. Take it or leave it. Um, but here we go. Take what serves you, leave the rest. Yes. Yes, here we go. So t- removing the is this okay? Because I think only you can authorize what's okay for you. Um, is the fact that there's a lot of clarity in this question. Yeah. Right? Clarity that it's an affair. Like that's the word we're using. We're using. Clarity uh, that it's motivated or you feel at this time it's motivated by a lack of attention in your current relationship, mm-hmm. um, there may also be some justification like that, that some rationalization that, you know, because of the lack of attention, um, that it's, as you would say, okay to, yeah, to um, make up for the lack of attention, to make up for the lack of attention. So I think that the first things that come to my mind are that, um, you didn't say how you feel, um, but you spoke about the person's actions. And so when, when that comes up, it can, it can mean that um, you may or may not have expressed or given language or words to what your experience is right now in your current relationship. When you discuss it, probably even with other people, it primarily may center around 
that person's actions as opposed to your feelings, which, you know, feelings, we say feelings are facts because they can shape perception, but they're often one part of a story, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so I have no idea why the attention has dwindled. I have no idea how uh, either of you may have contributed to the lack of connection you may be feeling. I do know that um, it sounds like a conscious decision to supplement the relationship with another person. My question would be, does that person know and consent to the fact that they're being used uh, supplementally? I mean, most affairs, like, mm-hmm. the person's pretty much aware, right? No. There's sometimes affairs where the other person has no idea. They think that... They're or, just or, in a relationship. Yeah. Or they get misinformation, right, by mm-hmm. which they're they're operating under. So, you know, there, there may need to be clarity there. But I would say overall, um, if... The relationship you're currently in is one that you want to sustain. I'm pretty sure you know that th- this strategy won't be sustainable. It may temporarily relieve um, some of the anxiety within the relationship, whether that's about communicating about the shifts that are happening. Um, but it won't be sustainable unless it's a, a conversation, open communication about, you know, basically polyamory, right? Like, which I don't know if we're leaping to that, but my point is that that's what that will look like, like an open, consenting conversation about multiple needs being met. I have a question for you, Thea. Mm -hmm. Like, homegirl to homegirl, not even therapist, okay? But like, do you believe in telling somebody you're cheating? See, you have to. Really? I mean, what ends up happening? Okay, and this is gonna sound. I'm gonna tell you. It's gonna sound. I think. Really bad. I think we both know me. Mm-hmm. I'm a transparent person, right? So if that's a situation that I was ever in, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. However, I've seen a lot of people tell another person that they're, oh, I cheated on you. Right. It doesn't seem to do much good for their relationship. No. It ends up being toxic. It often seems like the person saying it just felt guilty right that and they could be. and they wanted to get that off right you know that could that could definitely be i think the difficulty comes in though is it's a gamble because if you don't tell them and they find out then that looks worse um or if you don't tell them and your behavior's changing and the relationship is shifting but they have no idea why yeah. so there's a lot there i mean i think it just gets messy period when we involve other people before things are resolved within the relationship that we're actually in and committed to so i would say that um really think about how you feel in your current relationship if you do a needs assessment and you communicate your needs and your partner's unwilling to work with you um, and, and you guys can't reach a compromise on how to best meet those needs, then we have some decisions to make about whether or not this is the right partnership and a healthy partnership, or whether or not you need third-party intervention, not through an ex necessarily, but through maybe someone you trust that can mediate or if you want to look into um, a more formal support like a therapist. Um, but um, the, the, the other person... 
is more of the ornament in the situation, more of the object, um, yeah. not the focus. And anytime we're engaging in some form of objectification, we have to be mindful that, you know, that could be harmful not to, to, to another person and to multiple people in certain scenarios. I want to put my perspective. I think that um, when you have, I, I see here, and father of your baby, when you have a baby, a new baby, I think that we really underestimate how much our sex, our sexuality shifts with welcoming in children and identity shifts and identity shifts. Mm -hmm. I think we have to think about the way our body changes Mm -hmm. and that as, you know, as a person that's giving birth to a baby and how your body may shift, how that may be different for you, how you're looking at your body. I know for me, I've, I had a whole different body. Mm -hmm. Like I was a very small person and then I started having children and I'm a thick girl now. (laughs) It's great. I love being thick. It's cute. It's a cute look, but it's different. Mm -hmm. I have a different body. I have a, I have a mama body. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a real black girl body. I used to be white girl body. (laughs) But you know, like I think you need to think about that and how your partner is welcoming your body is different. Mm -hmm. And if you're not talking about weight gain, if you're not talking about the way your breasts look different or the way your hips look different. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can even affect how you have sex. Yeah. You have a whole different body you're having sex with. Yeah. You know? Like they like you have to like I think I think that we don't talk about this enough. We welcome yeah. in the baby. Oh, such a cute baby. We acknowledge that the mother may not be sleeping or having postpartum, but yeah. when you're breastfeeding, yeah. you have a different I won't say across the board. But breastfeeding can also oftentimes make you less stimulated to have Mm -hmm. sex. Mm -hmm. It can lower your sex drive. Mm -hmm. It's just like a natural physiological thing that exists to have birth control, like Mm -hmm. allow you to take care of one baby at a time. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you don't just keep getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Now I know some women that just keep getting pregnant. They Mm -hmm. got babies spaced out every nine Mm -hmm. months. That's, that happens to them. But for some women, they experience like a, you know, a dip in that sex drive. Yeah. I think like these different things that are coming up. Some men, when they see a baby born out of a vagina, they can never see your vagina the same again. <laughs> There's plenty of guys mm-hmm. that are walking around that are like, you're a mom now. Yeah. You're, well, which you're, is the identity shift. Right. And the roles, right? And yeah, you're not yeah. my little whore anymore. Right. And you were just calling her my little whore. And now she's your can't call that. You really, I mean, you can. You guys can work that out. You, you can spank her and say, right. little whore. But then you, you hear the baby. Wah, wah, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. different. Yeah. And the roles I, have changed. The roles have changed. Time has changed, too. And the I, sense of time has changed. I think if we're not communicating these shifts, I always tell couples, like, when they hit me up, like, oh, about anything, since I have three children in the span of what? Seven years. You've been or pregnant for seven years straight. <laughs> pregnant or breastfeeding, you know. I'm always like, yo, don't make any relationship decisions in like the first two years. Mm. Like your hormones are all over mm. the place. Mm-hmm. Like I would highly suggest you don't dip out, you it's know. It's very dysregulated. Yeah, this yeah. is like so much shifting. Yeah. Like I'm still breastfeeding. My baby's yeah. two. I'm weaning now. Yeah. And so the kind of person I I am pregnant and breastfeeding, that's not the same Noni. No, because even in the breastfeeding, you're you're on call. Yes, you're on call and you're hormonally, you're a different person. Like you're just 
different. The way the way the chemicals are working in your body are different. And and I will also it, it's different. Like your the way your breasts play mm-hmm. in in breastfeeding and then also in sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like going bouncing back and forth between like Whose are these? Whose nipples who's are these right who's now? These? They belong to the baby. They belong to the man. You know, like this is all. A, this is just so much yeah. in the basket of I just had a baby and sexuality that I feel like. Please allow yourself some grace, grace and time to get regulated, to adjust to everybody. Everybody in that space has new roles. Yeah, everybody. I remember. I tell people all the time. The biggest change I feel after a child is time. I feel like that's what I thought about the most was like, you got to shower for 10 minutes. I only got a five minute shower. Like petty shit. It gets real petty. It could get it really gets petty. Really petty when someone wants to go right. to Target alone. Right. And You're like, so, why you get to go to Target why, alone? Why? Why? Why I got to yeah. do bad time tonight? Yeah. Why I got to do bad time the right. last three days? What's it gets up? real petty. Why? I saw you only read two books. <laughs> I read right. I read four books right. yesterday night. <laughs> I feel like real. you don't love a baby like I love a baby. And I and I think, you know, I think it's important to be open with your partner about what's going on. How you're feeling. How you're feeling. I'm not saying I know. It's, it's up to you. You don't have yeah, to re, to reveal everything is like a personal choice, but the feeling part cuz even in the 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 message, you know, there wasn't it wasn't about your feeling. I think you focused on the actions of your partner and not on how you're feeling. Cause this is about desirability. Yeah. That's what I'm reading here. Mm. You're saying that you're, you're dipping mm. out emotionally cause you're not going and sleeping with anybody. Right. You're dipping it out emotionally with someone else because you want to feel desired. Yeah. You want to feel like someone thinks you're sexy. Someone thinks you're hot. Someone wants you. Someone's down for you. Mm. So you dip it out for that. Now, like, what's so? What's going on with your own picture of yourself? Yeah, like, do you feel you're desirable? Yeah, you know, because like me personally, I'm not gonna dip for someone if I'm not feeling desired at home. I'm gonna up that desirability in myself. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel sexier for myself. You know, and I feel like you have strong intuition based on even just how you worded the message. So it was a lot of insight. There were a lot of clear words. So I feel like you already know what needs to happen next and maybe just need to trust that. Yeah. You're beautiful. And wonderful and doing the best you can. Yeah. And I wouldn't engage too much in any shame or guilt. Not at all. It doesn't do anything for anybody. It doesn't serve us at all. But just like make make the choices that feel better than where you're at right now. Yeah. So the question is not, is it okay? The question is, how do you feel? How do you feel? What can you feel? It sounds like you want to feel desired. So Mm -hmm. how can you increase desirability and pleasure in your life right now? And how can you increase that communication? Yeah. Because anything, you know, anything that, you know, the mole folks say, anything done in the dark will come to light. (laughs) So you might as well put the light on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Get that moment. Yes. Thank you so much for trusting us. Um, We feel very honored that you trusted us with this question and... Yeah, we wish you the best. Give us an update. Let us know. If y'all have any questions, y'all can hit us up. Allheartpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to All Heart Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. I don't think we got a Twitter yet. 
Nah, we slow with the social media. I mean, we we kind of like we we old school, yeah, you we know. Really, we are. heart to heart. So share with us anything that's on your heart. If we can share our perspective, we will, and we send lots of love. Lots of love. <laughs>